0: Thank you for joining us on the Underdog Podcast, the place where we believe at one point in your life, you were an underdog and overcame adversity. And for that reason, we want to hear your story. I am your boy, Calvin Blackman. And I am Kyle Decker. This episode is powered by the Job Center Staffing. Hey, Black, when is the last time you went to a skate park? Uh, never, Deck. Most Black dudes don't skate. Well... I'm pretty happy that our guest, Lily Rice, knows no limits. Our 15-year-old guest is not only the first European female to land a flip in a wheelchair. For real? Yes, sir. But this wheelchair sports superstar recently won the gold at the WCMX World Championships in
1: Germany. Yes, this little girl is beyond determined. And I just love her fresh take on life. Welcome to the show, Lily.
2: Yeah, cool. I'm ready to go whenever you guys are.
1: Perfect, perfect, because uh, I know, well, since the last time, uh, since we spoke last, uh, you know, you're on your way right now from what I've seen online um, to becoming, you know, a global ambassador for WCMX uh, in, in the movement for the sport. And I know for our listeners who may not be familiar with WCMX uh, and wheelchair motocross, you uh, If you want to take maybe a second and kind of explain what your sport is uh, for the listeners and kind of give them a little bit of an understanding uh, for what what it is exactly that you do.
2: Yeah, of course. So I ride a sport called WCMX, which stands for wheelchair motocross. It's basically riding a wheelchair on a skate park. And I find it really fun. And the sport has completely changed my life for the better.
1: I know one thing that that I've noticed, uh, and I just actually saw it, and I'm not sure if it's released yet, but you can maybe give us, enlighten us on it. But um, you have a Toyota commercial that you just filmed, um, Start Your Impossible. Uh, I I did see that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that is a a promo for the Olympics, is that correct?
2: Um, Yeah, I think so. So um, I filmed two ads with Toyota, one for their hydrogen engine car, which is just a European ad. And then after filming that one, I got contacted by the global Toyota saying they wanted to film an advert with me that was global. So obviously we said yes. <laughs> <really cool. laughs> so out early December, end of November, we flew out to Kiev in Ukraine for a couple of days and we filmed that advert. Um, we also stopped off at Rome for a couple of days to film at Bunker Skate Park, which is the Toyota Wheel Park. And the whole idea of this ad was to try and raise awareness of WCMX and the hybrid skate parks, which are accessible skate parks, which anyone can use. And to try and Toyota want to work with me and, like, and other important people to try and get WCMX to the Paralympics, hopefully by twenty twenty-four or twenty twenty-six.
1: I'll say this, uh, for the listeners, if you have not seen this commercial, if you go to YouTube and um you just you t- you search in Start Your Impossible and type in Lily Rice. I know Kyle and I looked at it and the first he just looked at me now, the first words out of our mouth were wow. Like it's 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 definitely touching and inspiring and to see, you know, a, a, a commercial of that magnitude and to see you doing what you're doing uh, is a true, true, true inspiration. And I know we're both excited to see, uh, you know, what this commercial can do for yourself, for your brand and and definitely for the sport.
0: Yeah, Lily, we were having uh, breakfast at, have you heard of a place called Bob Evans? No. Okay, well, <laughs> it's like your good old country home breakfast joint, but anyway, Calvin's like, you got to see this. We're, at, we're having coffee and like literally like just heart sank in, in a good way. And uh, I think I was about to shed a tear and, and uh, just because we've gotten to know you over the last couple months and wow, what a commercial. So I do hope, uh, hopefully they, they broadcast that globally, like they told you. And, and, uh, that will be awesome. Yeah. So real, real quick, yeah. how about, uh, you know, black and Decker needs a Toyota. Do you get, you got the hookup now that you get us a cost-effective Toyota or what's the deal?
2: um right now i'm not like an official toyota sponsor but hopefully i will get on the team soon because i really want to get a supra
1: there you go there you go no that's great (laughs) and and let me add this Oh, go ahead i'm sorry
2: when i'm old enough to drive
0: (laughs) right keep forgetting i feel like you're like yeah you're 20 or something mature for your age (laughs) because you
1: are 15 correct
2: Yes, and in the UK if you have a physical disability you can learn to drive at 16. Wow. So, I get an advantage about that. When's your birthday? Um February the 14th, Valentine's Day.
1: Ah, we'll have to send you something. I Like it. I like it. Well, you're <laughs> almost there. Um I wanted to say this too about the commercial just uh I, I there was an article that went along with it and you know the big ramp obviously i know they do the special effects but one thing i did read which i realized like well, lily you're a big deal for toyota it said that they had to move 1200 buses um with that with no wheels and about 700 of those just one-on-one they had to clear out this entire park just to get this commercial filmed uh for you yeah is that is that is that it accurate is-
2: yeah, it was a crazy shoot. Um in Kiev, we filmed in this old bus depot and it was like minus 10 degrees Celsius, so it was really cold. And the crew had to like move all these buses out the way so we could put the skate park in the middle of the like the old depot and the lighting and everything just when it's not on camera it looked really cool and then you can obviously imagine whilst it's on camera it makes it look even better with camera magic.
1: Wow,
0: I, I don't even know. I was sitting there trying to think. What is ten degrees Celsius or minus? And I'm like thinking, ah, uh, really, that's really cold, though. That really cold. Really, really cold. What's it in Fahrenheit? Yeah. I Should say, but it's it sounds really cold. But that's a lot of uh buses dollars. to move. Holy cow! So Lily Rice could film a yeah. commercial. That's okay. awesome. You're moving. You're moving. Uh, not only cars, but you're moving the world forward. So let's get let's get uh, moving on to your story because I think everyone is listening uh, is super super excited about. Um, you being the first female in Europe and only the second girl in the world to perform a backflip. Can you kind of talk through um, you know, that huge statement of just being the best in the world and then being the second to do a backflip?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I landed a backflip when I'd probably been riding for about, let me count a minute, March, April, May, June, July, Augusta. So about six months, six months I've been riding and I landed a backflip on my wheelchair. It took a lot of practice. I'm just learning the basics and working my way way up to do bigger ramps. And I was filming with a TV company and in the video I said that I wanted to try a backflip next weekend. So I got to the skate park and I saw the ramp and I was like, I'm going to do a backflip this weekend. <laughs> so I explored the skate park a little bit and then I moved on to this area and it's basically this massive ramp that goes down and then it goes up to a quarter pipe, which is like half a half pipe. For kind of makes sense, but for people that don't know, I think most people know what a half pipe is. Um, and then and then into, like, this massive foam pit. So I practiced going into this foam pit for three hours, which was a whole session at this skate park. And I practiced and practiced and practiced. And first time, I didn't really get any rotation. Second time, I started to get bits. So I'd landed on my back a lot more, but into foam so it doesn't hurt at all. Then I started landing upside down. And then eventually, I started to get the full rotation in the foam pit. Um, probably by like two hours after trying people started to say take it to resi which basically means go try it on the resi ramp which is a ramp with a layer of foam and a sheet of resin over so it's like a bit absorbent but it's still like hard so you can land tricks on it um i didn't really feel that confident to do it seeing as i'd only been practicing it for a couple hours that day so i said like tomorrow i will land it because i knew i was coming back to the skate park so i got there the next day practiced to foam pit again and then I decided it was time to take it onto the actual ramp and I was practicing I kept like over rotating a lot because I was a bit anxious about like falling on my head and stuff but eventually I started getting the rotation more and I started to land it and then bounce and fall and then I had that one time and then I just landed it and I was so happy and then I went back up again and Tried it again and I landed it again, so it was like proper stoked, and that was probably one of the best days of my life. And everyone around me was so encouraging as well, which made it just a lot better.
1: Were those on film when you first landed? it Those were those were actually caught on film or recorded.
2: Um, I was like filming it. My dad was filming it on my phone, so obviously I put it on Instagram, like Facebook and stuff straight away. And then when the vid, and we sent it to the people we were filming with last week, the week before that, and. Then they put that into their final edit as
0: well. Wow, that's incredible! And um, just so people know, we've also seen. Obviously, that's a success story, but there's been also a lot of attempts where, and it made me like a uh, little, little, little cringe. Yeah, there you go. There's the right word. Um, when you when you don't do well and you're not going in the foam pit, you know you're landing on hard surfaces, whether it's concrete or, or wood, and uh, you've had quite a few accidents. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I've had a few. Um, nothing's been too bad. I've never broken a bone as of yet. And I hope not to do that in the future either. Um, I've knocked my teeth out when I had quite a big fall off of like a vit ramp, which is like a 14 foot high ramp. And I leant forward too much when I dropped in on that ramp and it fell straight in my face and that left me with like a concussion for a couple of mm. days. I knocked myself out for a bit and gnashed my teeth, my teeth still aren't perfect now but they're a lot better than they were before and my teeth went through my lip as well so yeah but that's like out of all the things i haven't had that bad of a crash
0: yeah and and,
2: that's like the worst one going
0: and you just get back up and just keep going right i mean that's incredible your teeth are pointing out through your lip and you're concussed and then you just keep at it right
2: yeah, I had to go to hospital after that though.
0: But then <laughs> so so stop at the hospital first, and then you get back out.
2: Yeah, once I was all good, I started riding again, just slowly getting back into it and getting used to, and gain my confidence again.
0: Fantastic. So let's let's take it from let's let's reverse a little bit here, and obviously we're at the pinnacle uh, of your career, which is going to continue to rise uh, with with the recent, you know, I know Facebook's been with you and. And now toyota and all that but let's go back to the beginning right so you have a condition called and help me out here spastic paraplegia did i say that right
2: um hereditary spastic paraplegia okay
0: yeah. okay thank you and that condition so you you were uh, able to function and, and walk and you're actually skateboarding and then you had to transition into a wheelchair is that correct
2: um yeah so as i started to grow my muscles started to get a lot tighter and we like my walking I always walk quite like with a wide gait but we just thought oh that's Lily she walks a bit funny but like it started to get a lot worse as I got older so we went to the hospital and then I got diagnosed with cerebral palsy um after some testing we realized I didn't have that and I actually had hereditary spastic paraplegia or HSP for short um which is like hereditary obviously so my mum has it and her dad had it so it gets like passed down
0: Okay. And then, so take us from that. And how did you get, what was the age? And then how did you going from that once you were diagnosed and then transitioning into the first time in the wheelchair, like what, what emotions and like, how did you cope and and then persevere through that?
2: I think I coped all right with it. I think my parents found it quite difficult at the start because I obviously went from walking and running around, And then, like, my condition slowly got worse. So, like, I started having to wear AFOs, which are, like, leg braces, and they help me walk. And then I started using crutches. And then I started using a wheelchair, like, on and off when we went out places. And then I ended up using a wheelchair full time. I think the way, because it gradually went, helped a lot with it. And I always stayed pretty positive about it. I liked having, like, fun colored AFOs and stuff. But I think, like, at the start, my parents found it quite difficult to comprehend that they've like made a child with a disability but now we're all good with it and like we're all very positive and we all know I can do anything like I just have to maybe ha- maybe have to do it a bit differently to someone who was able-bodied
0: sure and how was that received when you were when you're going through school growing up um how was that received by your classmates or teammates uh talk through you know any adversity that you might have faced with those guys
2: I mean like kids will always be kids and won't understand a lot of things as well as like things about disabilities as well as someone who's differently abled but um like I did struggle in school quite a bit with like making friends I was never very popular and then because I had a disability that didn't really help but like I didn't let I tried not to let that bother me too much and I just like continued on with my life and I did have a few friends so that was all right and then now as we're a lot more grown up in my school, like still get the odd people that make up rumors and stuff, but it's not as bad because everyone kind of understands it now because they're older.
0: Sure. And what advice Lily would you give to whether it's kids or even grown ups that are facing some sort of, um, you know, ailment or disability that, um, you know, some others outsiders might not understand, like how, what do you recommend uh, on how to, um, support, or advice to give to others that might be going through what you went through?
2: Um, I think just like, don't let your disability hold you back. Um, you can still have fun and you can still be a normal person if normal isn't really a thing, but you can still be like a normal person and you can still fit in with everyone and you can still do anything you want to. You just might have to like do it differently to other people. But like overall, I think you shouldn't just let, don't let it hold you back and have fun with your life and don't like, hang up on the negative side of it think of the positives
1: and i think uh i think with that uh it, it, that's when you you found you've uh, 2015 is when you discovered uh wcmx correct you uh i think it was online with uh, by a gentleman who's an inspiration to you uh aaron wheels uh, is it fathering fathering him is that is is that how you pronounce his name yeah
2: so he's like five times WCMX men's world champion now which is absolutely insane he's just a complete other level and he's like crazy to watch and I saw a video of him and I was like that's really cool I want to try that and from my parents saying no at the start because that's dangerous and I was also swimming at quite a high level like competitively so my parents didn't really want me to give up on that and focus on another sport because I was doing so well in that but, like, I knew that that was the sport for me from the start, and like eventually, I started riding, and obviously, now I'm where I am, and I don't think I'd ever look back and think, "Oh, I regret that because even if like my career doesn't plan out in the future, I've had like a great time with it all now,
1: and I'll say, as you know, as a I have two young children, as Kyle does as well, and before I had kids, I always said, oh, I'll let my kids do whatever they want, and I still will but I completely understand where your parents are coming from as far as that just being dangerous and obviously, you know, with your condition and everything. So they're concerned, but, uh, your dad has been in videos. What we see has been a true inspiration as well for you. Um, I know he does a lot with you out, um, you know, out on the course, uh, you know, when, with making sure you have everything you need and assisting you, uh, you know, with getting on the ramp and getting started, what's your relationship like with your mom and dad?
2: Um, I think it's quite good There's arguments now and again, but as there is every time with like every family, but most of the time it's good. They're very supportive and like, they're really good helping me out with my sport and like helping with like trying to sort school work out for me while I'm going away to do things. Um, as I said in a video once, dad's great at driving. Um, <laughs> so he pretty much drives me everywhere. And I'm really grateful for that because I don't think I would be as good and wouldn't have got as far if it wasn't for the support of my parents and the other people around me as well.
0: You know what we're going to do, Calvin? What? Actually, I should call you Black. That's my partner, Black and Decker, here. But your dad should be the dad of the month on the dad. We're going to have – there. there's a <laughs> – have you heard of the dad? Have you heard of that at all? It's like – um. Um. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're the dad. I I yeah. So the, the guy, uh, Joel is going to be on our podcast, uh, down the road. And we, I think should Absolutely. tell Joel that Mark Rice should be uh dad of the month. So we'll see what we can do. We'll see what kind of poll and, um, we'll definitely put a good submission in for him and we'll, uh, we'll, we might need your help, but let's make it a surprise. Let's not even tell him. It'll it'll be a surprise (laughs) between the three of us. (laughs) So, so yeah, if you follow the dad, we're uh, um, on Instagram. We're on yeah on Instagram and Facebook and all that. They they have a great platform. And Mark, your dad, and and I'm sure your mom's great too. Um, He used to work for. uh, I don't know if she'd want to be on Scary Mommy, is your mom? But (laughs) they have that website too. But nonetheless, uh, you know, great parent support, and we were able to talk to your father. um, And I think we're blessed to have support around us, and that's great
1: to hear uh, how important that relationship is. Um, so let's I, I want to continue to talk about, you know, your transition and your journey uh, you know, as we uh continue to, you know understand, you know, what what it truly is that you're going through is learning this sport and, and becoming again, as we talked about, a global ambassador. Um uh, so Aaron Wheels donated his chair to you. Is this correct? Is that one of the inspiring events that's definitely happened in your life?
2: Um, yeah. So I met Aaron Wheels in 2016 and um at Nitro Circus Live and I wrote him a handwritten letter and I gave that to him well I gave it to a security guard to pass on to him and it got passed on to him and he actually came up to see me and I think that was really kind of him and it was really cool and we talked about like how to get chairs and stuff and like funding and just about the sport in general and um, he was really nice, and he seemed, like, really keen to help. And then one day he put up, like, a fake advertisement kind of thing, like, my wheelchair's for sale, this amount of mileage, and, like, other silly stuff as if he was selling a car. Um, <laughs> My mum commented on that. Oh, there's a little girl in Wales who would really love to have this chair. And he remembered who I was, and he got in touch with me. Um he sorted out a, like a one of his old chairs with like old parts for me. And then that chair arrived for me a couple did it days before my thirteenth birthday. So it was like a really cool present in general, and then but it got like it came before my birthday, made it extra cool. And then it rained for like the whole month. So it took me <laughs> like a month to actually like try riding for the first time. But it was really cool and I'm really grateful for that.
0: Hey Lily, you are wise beyond your years. Yes. And what I mean by that is I can't even get, we, we have a company here that we run. I can't get our sales reps to, to even write hand thank you notes. Um, because building relationships is what's important. And you're already doing that at age 15 or at that time, maybe 13 or 14. So that is incredible to think of like how to connect with someone and writing a personal letter can go a, a long way. And most people are like, Oh, that's never going to get to them. But you are willing once again, to take that chance and then a unique way to build that. So you're wise beyond your years if as you go down the road I'm sure yeah. you're going to be in this professional realm for quite a while and do great things but if not you know just keep doing that you know utilize your you know connecting the dots and perseverance but also strategy just to connect and build relationships it's incredible at your age to to know that that's a huge asset to have in life moving forward so i thought that was important when you said that i just had a biggest smile because i'm like wow that's so pertinent to business about how we're trying to build relationships and how difficult it is just to get the people to do what you do at age 13 or 14. So, uh, now 15. So it's, it's fantastic. So good job on that.
2: Thank you. I think it's really important. Like, I think it's very special when someone writes a handwritten note nowadays, because a lot of the time it's more about emails and stuff. And like, yeah, obviously I'm doing my emails and stuff. I think every now and again, it's really nice to write a handwritten note because it's quite a rare thing.
0: Absolutely. I actually wrote a bunch of handwritten notes and it's been sitting on Calvin's desk for about a month to all our former guests. So we gotta me, me and you, Lily, gotta get Calvin on board with these note taking So I need your Yeah. Note.
1: They're in the mail. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Mail. He's got he's back and working. Okay. Uh so, <laughs> so two thousand and fifteen, you you uh discover your WCMX and you ultimately get to meet your icon. Um, you perform a backflip a few months in, which is unspeakable and courageous uh and then a short time thereafter uh only a couple of years into the sport um you go on to compete in a few different events uh i guess i should say competitions uh the california championships the uh european open and uh the then most recently the women's world championship wcmx and you've uh you've placed pretty high in all of those uh talk a little bit about some of those accomplishments
2: um, so, the first time I entered a competition, it was the World Championships in America. And it's my first competition, my first time meeting all these people I had been following online for a long time. And it was a really great experience. And considering I'd only been riding like a year, if not, at that point, um, coming second in the women's was like really amazing. I wasn't expecting to do so well. And that was an amazing opportunity. And then when I got back from that competition, I had the opportunity to work with a wheelchair company to start building WCMX chairs in the UK. So we worked with them and I received a chair not long after that World Championships. And then I started training on that chair instead now because I had grown out of the donated chair. um. I then went on to compete in the European Open and I won that. And that was really cool. It was my first time I'd ever won a WCMX competition. And it was really nice to meet more people that I didn't get to meet whilst I was in California and then see people that I had already seen again. Um, Then I think my next competition was like North American Open. So I went back over to California which wasn't that long ago actually now. Went back over to California and I did that competition, which I placed second by half a point. So it was really close and it was really tense that like waiting for the results. Um, But I feel like I could have done better in that competition. So if that competition's going on next year, I'll hopefully be able to get over there and like prove that I'm better than how I did last year so so Um,
1: can i humble you really quick yeah so i did do some research on this um so you placed second um by half a point and i think you were kind of going going to go into this competition but i'm going to kind of let the listeners know give them a little tidbit because i don't know if you'll touch on it but the girl that beat you um you recently Got to compete against her again in the women's world championships, correct, and this is where you beat her on her home turf, and there were sixty competitors, and you placed first is that correct
2: no this this is a different girl.
1: okay you're thinking no. okay,
2: okay um so he
1: was trying to build it up to tell be- this big story I know I, I, I like, like it, it Lily yeah and I am bam, bam knock me right back down sorry lily <laughs> <laughs> yeah let the, the let her the speak girl. I know I'll shut up. <laughs>
2: The girl that beat me in the American one said that she was flying out, but then didn't turn up to the competition. So we don't really know what happened there um, for the World Championships. But we were in Germany. This is the where that story starts now.
0: Um, <laughs> we were in, in Germany. Real, real, for quick, the, real quick, business lesson number two: do your research. So. Calvin's teaching you a lot here of like what to do and not to do. So <laughs> that's lesson number two, but go ahead. It's what I'm here for.
2: <laughs> um, so we went over to the German Open Championships. That was really cool. It was nice to see um some of my friends that I hadn't seen in a while since. That was in Berlin. And I came second. I came into the qualifiers like sixth. Um, We were all like, what's going on? because of the way I was ranked, because I beat most of these girls before, and they they knew that I should have been higher than them. And I was like, oh, I don't know, it is what it is. But we were all a bit confused by that. And then I came into the... So I was going into the final sixth place, and I'd been told before that I was getting disqualified because I had a push up the ramp, by someone who wasn't a pusher before my run started and we were like well surely you can't judge someone before their runs even started but they were like no you're getting disqualified and all of this and my dad went and talked to them and super dad he saved the day and I got to go into the finals (laughs) so I went into the finals and I came out placing second so I was happy about that but um. I still felt like I could have done better in that again. um, I was like a bit angry with how I'd done because I had a fall in my final run. But apart from that, again, it is what it is. And I knew I could prove myself to them again as the World Championships was going to be in Germany this year and that competition was in Germany. Um, So going into the World Championships this year now um we'd been in France on holiday for like a month before and then we drove up to Germany um I had like three days of training for it which is more than I've had in the past because we I really wanted to win and I was like I need more training than I've had in competitions before so I got to know the park really well before the actual competition and I went in and out of the qualifiers placed in second so I was pretty happy with that and I knew what I needed to do to, to get first place in the Worlds. Um, so then when it came to the finals the next day, um, I had my runs set out. My dad was telling me in the morning to change my runs because he didn't think I was going to do it. And I was like, no, Dad, I'm going to do it. I have my strategies. I fought it through. I'm going to win. And I've been reading Werewolf, which is David Weir's, autobiography which he's a wheelchair racer and that motivated me a lot to get in and want to win that title even more um when we were like about to go to my runs my tire decided it wanted to pop so I was like just before my final run had to do a quick wheel changeover, but then it was all sorted out before so I went into my runs I had my own little method of getting up the stairs, which I figured I wouldn't need anyone to help me get around the park like everyone else did, which I knew that would save me a lot of points by doing that. And I'd also earn points by going up the stairs. Um and then when we came out in the final, um for like I was happy with my runs for once and I didn't fall. So I was happy about that. Um then when it was the like the prize giving thing at the end. Um, it builds up so you have like the kids the intermediate like beginners and stuff over 16 under 16 and then you go into the women's so my friends were like cheering me on and we were slowly going through like seven eight nine however many competitors they were like doing the places and going down and down and down closer to get to get like third second and first and they called out third place and that was the girl that previously beat me in the berlin competition which was the German Open. So I was really happy about that because I'd proved that I could beat that girl now because I knew I could do that before. Um, That also meant my friend Ilaria was like, it was against me and her and we're like really good friends. So we were g- going to be happy either way it went. Um, and They called out her second place and she was absolutely chuffed that she'd gone that far. And then, that, then they called out me as first place. And like my friend Kevin, who was in front of me, he was like screaming because he was so happy for me because like every time we've had a competition, we've been like, you're going to get first, you're going to get first <laughs> and then we get second. So like for once we got that and we were like really happy about that. And then it went on to the men's after my friend Kevin got second as well. So he was really happy.
0: You know, you know, Lily, there's a a formula for um, championship pedigree and just the in my opinion, and and it all starts with preparation. So just to kind of recap from what I heard and correct me if I'm wrong, but first of all, you prepared, you got there early, there three days, worked the course, and then you were visualizing your run and planning your run. And I think we, we always talk about, and Calvin and I played for the same coach in college, he always would say, have a plan, work the plan, plan for the unexpected. So I think you had a plan and I love that you were so passionate and so um, confident that even your most trusted advisor, your dad, and trust me, I went through this myself With some of decisions I've made is that you have to, you know, at the end of the day, trust yourself and then make that decision to stick to your plan, which is courageous and then plan for the unexpected, that tire that potentially was going to go flat um, or was going flat and then changing that, you know, that could obviously um, knock you off your game, but I'm sure you were saying, okay, Hey, things are going to come through. Uh, through your visualization and what could happen and you were prepared for that so there's no you know i think all that and obviously you learn that through your journey so someone that's listening like you you said you just rolled through your different tournaments and competitions and some of the things you did or did not do but you learned from those and got better and i think that's a tribute to your um once again your your ability to adapt and learn and then apply so um congratulations on the championship And, uh, we're super proud and it's very, thank you. yeah, it's great. I mean, you just, once again, how does that translate to real life and how does someone listen, you know, do that? And I think that's a, that's a a formula that I know works, whether if it's in life, if it's in WCMX or if it's in, you know, with a company, you know, that's, that's something that I think that anyone could take and apply to their daily life.
2: Yeah. It was absolutely mental because, after it literally after straight after they've announced who'd won we had to go and start driving back to the UK um so it's like drive through like Netherlands and Belgium and then like we got to France and we stayed in France we got to France like two in the morning and we had a quick sleep and then at six in the morning we got the train back to the UK so that was absolutely mental but I was like so hyped I couldn't sleep and so I was like, the, the whole drive back, I pretty much sang my heart out. And I can't sing to save my life. So I do feel, feel sorry for everyone around me. But oh, there's no, this yeah. one song.
0: I'm the same way. Hey, look,
2: Mark, I made it. And I changed the words to Hey, look, Mark, I made it. So I literally sang that for like a couple <laughs> hours just on repeat, just to annoy my dad did about you, how Did I you film
1: that? Yeah, do you have film because on of that? My methods. <laughs> I would love to hear yeah. that. <laughs> Go ahead. We got time yeah let's let's hear it how did it go
2: <laughs> oh no I'm not saying <laughs> um, if you just <laughs> if you search hey look Ma, I made it then I'm sure you can figure out how I changed it
0: okay gotcha and then what what does uh you know a celebration I know you did was there any other celebrations like what does a 15 year old world champion do after a victory outside of what you just explained um, is there anything else that you did
2: I think I couldn't I didn't really process it it took me like weeks to process that I just won the world championships um but like I I, every literally every other minute I'd go I'm the world champion like (laughs) she's in shock like trying to get myself okay to it and then the other thing funny thing about it like if I got told to do a chore or something I'd be like no a world champion doesn't do chores (laughs) I just kind of annoyed everyone with it for a bit because I I was like so hyped on it and like I didn't I couldn't process it because I was so happy about it I just kept like repeating it out loud and I think it did start to get on everyone's nerves a bit but oh well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Lily I have a question for you um with being four years into the sport now and with so much early success um what it's is
2: three years actually. Three Almost years. Three I guess years. my
1: math is off too. Don't Lily. Here you go. Kyle's looking at me right now. He's got a joke. We're gonna <laughs> enough said. I won't even say a word. <laughs> Continues to show his. I'll, I'll just yeah. <laughs> my lack of math skills. That's all right.
2: It's okay. My math is awful too. <laughs> right.
1: See me. And, I got you, Lily. Um, so with so much early success um, early on you know, what is, what would you say is next for you or what's going to continue to drive you? Because as you said, you are now the world champion. And again, once, once you reach the top, they say it's lonely at the top and you know, now everyone's going to start targeting for you. Uh, what, what do you, you know, what is your strategy to, to stay on top and, and to maintain and continue to get better, um, in your sport?
2: For me personally, I don't think like becoming a world champion is on top. Neither like it, like, becoming a world champion, conquering the sport. I think I'll only be, like, happy once I've completely conquered WCMX. And I think that's going to be a long time. I still have a lot of tricks I'm working on and tricks I want to learn. And I obviously want to hold my title again and hopefully be able to keep it for a couple of years. Aside from, like, all that kind of stuff, I want to, like, continue coaching the kids so I, I get a lot of like joy from that and seeing the smiles on the kids faces when they like learn a new trick or dropped in for the first time like over the weekend I was filming and we had some of the kids come to the skate park and been coaching them and just like you could see how much some of those kids improved over just like a couple days and like there's this one girl who doesn't actually have a WCMX chair yet and she's fundraising for one but she's still completely sending it on a day chair and I think that's really cool.
1: That's awesome, that's awesome. Um, so let's, uh, we have a little segment we like to do and it's called rapid fire. So we'll, uh, we'll fire off a few questions, pretty fun questions. We, we like to think they're fun. Hopefully you do as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll go, we want to jump into some of those and, and kind of get your thoughts and feedbacks. Um, so first question cool. is, um, if you could ask the Olympic committee, one question, what would it be pertaining to obviously getting uh, WCMX into the uh, Paralympics uh, over the next five or six years?
2: Um, I don't know. I think that's actually a really hard question. Um, I'd probably ask them something like, why is the Olympics and Paralympics separate? Because I don't think disability sh- sports should be seen as a separate category to like mainstream. I think it's still all sports, so I think it should be put together, and maybe not still, like, I think if you want to, like, different able people want to, like, just as an example, like, cycle against someone who doesn't have a disability, I think as long as they can prove there's no advantages between that, or disadvantages, I think they should be able to go for it, because I don't see a disability as being different, and I don't think it really needs to be sectioned off, but for now, I think it's still cool that they still include disability sport in something that big anyway.
0: If, if you have a microphone over there, just drop it because that's a mic drop statement right there. Great answer, right. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know if I can ask my second question, but here, here we go. Outside of hanging out with the <laughs> underdog podcast team, what is the coolest thing about shooting a commercial uh, with Toyota or any big time? I know you've done some stuff with Facebook. What's the coolest you know, uh, thing you've done with those guys? I think
2: like meeting – like new people and gaining more experience um the when I filmed the global advert with Toyota I had like my own wagon and stuff and like makeup artists and I think that's really cool it kind of feels like you're really famous you are and I think that's something that anyone would enjoy but I like I just enjoy meeting people and chatting so anything with people involved pretty good for me.
1: You're definitely famous. <laughs> I've never had my own trailer. I know Kyle hasn't either. He needs a trailer with makeup, but, um, that's neither wow. here wow. nor there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> next question. Um, best advice your parents have ever has, have ever given you.
2: Um, to be honest, they're not that good on advice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we can Mark, edit that. We were trying to get Mark the Dad of the Month, and that might have just shot it down. Um, okay,
2: okay, okay. Um, so
0: help your dad out here, advice. or or mom.
2: Probably. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably like try to keep your eyes on the road when you learn to drive, or something like that.
1: It's great advice.
2: I think I'm going to be like a lethal driver. Or
0: or stop singing the song in the train. Or yeah, or what's gonna
2: be my biggest <laughs> problem when learning to drive is like trying not to sing my heart out and just drag myself with music.
0: <laughs> you can just listen to underdog podcasts all day long. That'll keep you and focused. Yeah, and bored. that's
2: actually a good point. <laughs> I'm not gonna know what is gonna be said unlike yeah. a song. And you can't dance to a podcast, I don't think, anyway.
0: There you go. We got another I'll we, got a, find we, a, way we got to a we got a loyal listener. <laughs> <laughs> don't we, Calvin? We do. it, yeah, that's we do. a great idea. Um okay, in five years. What does Lily Rice hope to be known for?
2: Um I don't know. Like I want to be famous in the future because then I don't have to do like boring. Well, I guess I still do have to do business stuff. But I just wanna have like a really fun life. I wanna be like known for having a load of fun and being a great person and like known for nothing negative.
0: I love it. Positive high energy and uh yeah i want to get on we're reading a a book called the energy bus i want to get on your bus so when i when i'm over there (laughs) make sure you let me on don't have to let black over here on but just let make sure you let decker so that's a bus i want to be on that's a high energy (laughs) having fun so that will be great it would
2: also be pretty cool to be well known for like having something that's like really fun but not like something like showing off for it but like Just like as you mentioned, a bus, like say have like a fun bus or something like that. That would be quite fun.
0: Yeah, we need a tour bus. We need to keep growing your Yeah, like a tour bus. Like having
2: a a really brightly colored tour bus or something. I think that would be really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, then a ramp out the back and you just come blazing out singing with a headphone, a microphone and maybe not
2: singing. I'm not good, but yeah.
1: (laughs) We're gonna keep pushing you to sing. That's right. (laughs) By the end of the podcast, (laughs) she's gonna be singing. Um How do you balance school and training? I know you touched on it a little bit in, uh, earlier on, but how do you balance those two?
2: Um, with a lot of struggling and difficulty, but my school is pretty supportive. Like they'll give me time off school to pursue my career because they know that's what I want to do in the future, and I think that's really cool. But sometimes it can be quite hard, like trying to catch up on lessons. And sometimes it can be alright, depending on like what lessons. Because for my GCSEs, I've which are like my school exam stuff i've tried to choose things that are pretty like open so i can still do them whilst i'm away from school as well
0: what in kind of going off of school um what do what do you do for fun with your friends
2: um skate <laughs> <That's> basically <laughs> yeah um me and my friend daisy we travel like all over skating together she's a really good skateboarder she's like one of the only girl skateboarders in Wales is a cup. not many of them. And she's really good. And we've known each other since we were very little, but we only started getting close because we started skating about the same time. But yeah, we pretty much just like sing and dance and deaf. And my dad, I'm sure his hearing's got worse since we've started being better friends. But um, yeah, just like having fun and singing and dancing and skating, even though we both can't sing.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, who we're not promoting boyfriends, not at all. But who is your celebrity crush, if you have one?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I really have one. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Okay. All right. Who is your
0: favorite celebrity? There we go. That might be easier. Ah. Uh, like Shane movie Dawson, star, probably. Who's that?
2: YouTuber Shane Dawson.
0: Shane Dawson. Have you okay. heard of him? He no. does
2: like conspiracy theories. And he's done a couple like series on different things. Currently, he's doing a series with Jeffree Star, who's a makeup artist. Um, yeah, but I'm quite a big stat, fan of Shane Dawson.
0: Well, you just, you know, widen our horizons here. I had no idea. I'll have to look up Shane Dawson, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's really cool. Cool. Cool, we cool, need, cool, we need to get with it. <laughs> now, you're, you're known also for beautiful hair, unique hairstyle. What is your favorite hair color?
2: Um, choose one right now I've got like a neon purple it's faded a little bit but I want to dye it brighter my school aren't liking my hair colors at the moment I've been told to bleach my hair and this I'm probably not going to do it I I don't feel right unless I don't I feel like it's not me if I don't have a bright colored hair so far of all the colors I've had I definitely like the purple the most.
0: Rock on. Um, yeah. Tell us, you, tell us what you're. Send yeah. us an email where your school is and we're going to write a letter to we'll say. Let them you know. know. Yes. Let Lily wear her. Let, <laughs> let, let, let Lily rock out whatever hair color she wants. Especially. They've been
2: pu- fine with it. And then all of a sudden, like this week, I've had it purple for quite a while now. And this week, I've been told that I need to like bleach it. Hey, Lily. And I, I'm like no <laughs>
1: the, the more what do they say the more famous you get the more haters you're going to get so that's going to come yeah. so you start to gain some fame the school's like wait a minute let's try to slow her down but keep doing your thing keep yeah. keep persevering because yeah. you're, you're i, w- you're I setting want to the do trend. like
2: a, i want to do like a half and half like bright pink and bright purple sometime soon i think that would look really cool
0: how about half black, half white, with an underdog podcast logo in the back? In the back, <laughs> party that in the front, business cool in the idea. back. Yeah, that would be. If
2: I ever came to visit you guys, I would definitely get that
0: done. There we go. Okay, like we it. can't get her to sing, but she'll, she'll do. Look. She'll do her hair the way we want it. It's good, <laughs> and it's recorded. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, we got evidence. You can we have evidence.
2: me with it.
0: <laughs> Well, good. Um, we definitely appreciate your time once again. So, as we conclude, how do we um, how do we have the, our listeners follow you and engage with you online?
2: Um, so, I've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I probably missed one out, but those are like the main four I use, and they're all Lily Rice underscore WCMX or my Facebook's just Lily Rice WCMX. But though if you search Lily Rice underscore WCMX, they'll it all come up.
0: Yeah. And it's a great follow. I've been following you obviously for months since we first met and Yeah. Uh great inspiration. I see your your uh your network and your platform growing obviously and it's gonna continue to rise and it's just great positive. Um, you know, what you're putting on there is inspirational. So it's it, I love every time I Thank see you, you it's it's uh it's it's it makes me smile and inspires me to to drive forward. If I'm having a tough day and, and I see one of your posts, it, it's really, it gets me going. So I, I'm appreciative of what you're doing myself. And I'm sure a lot of other people are too. Thank you. And you're also right. A, a, a proud announcement, I believe. And correct me if I'm, you know, Calvin has missed facts here, but I think this is actually a real fact is you're the newest member of a, a Volcom family. Is that correct? So they can.
2: Yeah. So um, I've just got sponsored by Volcom clothing. Um, it's not like a full deal sponsorship money. It's just clothes right now, but hopefully in the future, I can build up my relationship with Volcom. Um, so it's like a full sponsorship, but for now, I think it's really cool just to have a sponsor from just like, not even just like a brand, like a skate brand as well. It's like the first time that any brand has like recognized WCMX as like a adaptive skating. And I think it's really cool that Volcom want to help me out with clothing.
0: Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> That's amazing. And like I said, you're, you're just uh continue to inspire others. Can't wait to see, I'm going to be sitting at my house flipping through with my kids and I can't wait to say, Hey, look, I know her and she's, uh, yeah. she's doing big things and whether it's a commercial or I'm sure there's more to come out, but just be you. Like I said, I think what makes you special, not that this advice, you know, take it for what it's worth, but I think the one thing I've seen and been around people over the last 10 years myself is, um, you know, just be yourself and stay true to yourself and keep what made you special with your journey uh, through, uh, the perseverance and adversity and in the preparation, you know, I think if you watch people sustain excellence, we talk about that all the time, as Calvin said, how do you sustain a championship level performance? And I think your DNA is there, and if you just stay honest to yourself, I think that the you're just going to continue to dominate. And I hope I hope you do that. I hope you are like the ten time WCMX champion, and also it's in a, part of the Olympics moving forward. So, Black and Decker over here got your back, and uh, we appreciate how ins- inspirational you are. Uh, Thank you for showing Calvin how to do business techniques the right way. And and math. (laughs) And math. (laughs) Um, And and we'll definitely give you a follow. Um, We'll share this all online. And and, uh, on behalf of the Underdog Podcast, Lily Rice, we are very appreciative and wish you the best of luck
1: moving forward.
2: Thank you so much. It was great speaking to you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lily. Thank
2: you.
0: Thanks for listening to the underdog podcast. Please subscribe and rate our podcast on the Apple and Google podcast apps and send our Twitter handle, a screenshot of your rating at underdog pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free t-shirt. See you next week on the
1: U D P.